0: Hello and welcome to the Rocket Buzz with Next Horizon Spaceflight.
1: Hi, my name is Matthew Jordan. I'm a writer with Next Horizon Spaceflight, and we are here with the Rocket Buzz. I'm here with Mr. Matt Cutshaw. Everybody say hi. Go on, everybody. We also have Mr. Stephen Kegel. Jeff, who? All right, that's our founder crew. <laughs> and now on to our photographers. We have Mr. Kyle Montgomery. Hello. Mr. Derek Wise. Welcome. And you guys missed him last week, but he is finally here. Mr. Zach Shaw.
2: Howdy, howdy.
1: And we are Next Horizon Spaceflight. We're here to talk about the news, so let's get started with the news. This week, we did have a launch. TurkSat 5 Alpha or 5A launched. Sorry, I, I dropped my... Uh, It launched at uh, 215 UTC from Cape Canaveral on uh, January 8th, and uh, that was placed in geosynchronous orbit, 31 degrees east, and we do have some great photos that were taken by uh, our crew at the launch. Do we have those to pull up? Yes. Excellent. (laughs) Right now. Didn't even have that up. Cool. So we have, uh, who took this photo? This one is one of mine. Excellent. Mr. Wise, tell us about
0: this photo. Uh not much <laughs> to say. One of my remote no shots. We got lots of lots of shots from the Falcon nine as it left Space Launch Complex forty. And it was great watching all the smoke clear. Left those cameras out overnight and we had a little bit of a rain shower afterwards, but uh it was all clear up to and during the launch. So it was beautiful. Got some great, great, great shots.
3: It
1: was a beautiful launch from here as well, my man. Uh, 50 miles away, it still looks bright and beautiful. So, excellent. Do we have any other uh, photos from the shot? Are we going to go straight into the video here?
4: Oh, there's a video. I mean, I can play it.
1: Absolutely. Go for it, dude.
4: Is there audio on this? I didn't even play Uh, it. Go ahead and mute it. Mute. Oh, it looks like full screen.
0: Yeah, so this one is actually from an iPhone, a remote iPhone, I left at the pad filming at 240 frames a second. So I put it right near the flame trench. And so I knew it was gonna get covered with smoke pretty pretty quickly and it sure did, but I was happy. If you wanna go back a l- earlier in the, the shot, you can actually see as it just starts to ignite and the uh, sound suppression system is being uh, all, all the water and smoke is moving. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Smoking. It's, uh... All right. Watch the uh, as it just starts to lift off, and it really you you can see just how bright these rockets are in this shot because it completely overwhelms that iPhone camera, and it yeah. really okay, has the- to
3: compensate. The the consensus from this launch was everybody's shots were kind of more or less surrounded by smoke. I don't know what it was about this particular launch that just the, the, the smoke from, you know, from the flame trench just engulfed everybody's gear.
5: Yeah, I got shots of the sand flying off even. Like, there was sand on my gear.
3: I'm I'm curious if maybe it was because of the temperature, maybe it's because it was cooler than what it would normally be, and maybe that would, would maybe cause the cooler smoke and
1: possibly also it's less moist now because it's cooler. Yeah. So uh, the, you know, the sand is able to fly further when it's not you know stuck together or weighed down by moisture.
3: Hmm.
1: Absolutely beautiful pictures and and videos. You guys always do a bang up job, so uh, we do appreciate you. All right, um, and this was a reusable rocket. This was a Falcon 9, so we do have some photos from the booster return, which occurred. Uh, who's got the date on that?
5: It hasn't yet. We don't.
0: Has we not yet. A, it's coming up. Oh, okay. We've had the fairings see, come back. See, we've had the, yeah, fairings, the fairings came the back. Fairings.
1: Okay. Excellent. Do we have some fairing pictures? And that was not just an go to my successful from successful fairing return. they it'll be
5: in my gallery.
1: No, I did see the uh the, the tweets going back and forth saying that uh only Miss Chief was gonna try to catch. Now uh
0: both so both of them uh both fairings came back. The there's only one boat out there, but okay. uh one of the fairings was damaged and one of them No both fairing catches were out there. They were both out there?
1: Yeah. I believe both they okay. were the twins for the first there. time but in a while. One was one. going to so. actually attempt to recover.
4: Kyle, you said they were in your gallery. Uh,
1: yeah. If you just Fair. go to galleries, it's in the
5: Turksat gallery. Oh, yeah.
3: One of the fairings seem to be ha- have come back whole, and the other one looks like just the very tip of the fairing <laughs> got broken off. So I'm curious to I'm curious as to how that happened. But
5: towards the end, and then,
3: um, it, just like Elon had stated, when Ooh. these when these fairings come back, uh, when they grainy, come back whole, it's... then it's a pallet of money. You know, it basically is what yeah. it is, you know what I yeah. mean? So that's, that's the a, goal. That's millions of dollars building. they
1: don't have to spend again. Exactly.
3: Absolutely.
1: So, and, and that's what this is all about. And what, what Elon's all about is dropping the cost of space launch. And part of that is reusing as much as possible. They've, you know, theorized being able to reuse a second stage. They haven't actually tried it yet but they they would like to one day be able to reuse a second stage but or at least that was the idea until starship rolled around now with starship they just reuse the whole thing
3: now something to know started. here with tesla and spacex now since the last show elon is now the richest man in the world that is very true i did hear about that
1: lucky him
3: now, reusability has a lot to do with that because if you're it not having does. to fork out millions upon millions of dollars, that, that's going to help save the company a lot of mm-hmm. money, you know what when, I mean? So.
4: When he saw the article, or his bank account, that he was the richest, <laughs> is what he said. Jeff who? Jeff who?
1: <laughs> Jeff who? <laughs> that's beautiful. Jeff who? <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, I also in the news this week, we had uh, the... North of Grumman Cygnus SS Chawla left the space station on January 6th and it's now on its 20 day extended mission. Now um, the Cygnus are not a reusable craft. So they've designed this uh, mission, this extended mission to study the effects of uh, fire in spaceflight. And we do have an interesting video I sent Mr. Keegs here of what this mission is all about. The mission is called Sapphire. They're currently on the 5th iteration of this uh of this uh extended mission. It was a YouTube video, my man.
4: There was a YouTube. I
0: got the article. Yes.
1: I sent you a YouTube video. I promise.
0: Hmm. Well, all right. Let me Is it forward. uh two tabs over? The NASA It's probably it, had it we-
1: safety. you had it on uh Puzzle? start you yeah, that one right there. All right. All right, so it doesn't look all that exciting, but this is actually material they're burning in space. Uh, They don't really know a lot about how fire reacts in zero gravity because no one wants to set fire to anything in zero gravity and put people at risk. So they've design this extended mission on a a capsule that's going to burn up in the atmosphere to essentially use video to monitor fires that they they set remotely inside the capsule so i think this is pretty cool it's uh extending safety and it's extending um just our knowledge of of what happens in space and what dangerous things can happen and how to uh, not only prevent a fire but how to combat a fire so i I think the Sapphire experiment's pretty cool in uh, a good way to get some more use out of one of those non-reusable items that are sent into space.
0: Yeah, because on the space station, they're not dealing with air currents in the same way that we are down here because uh, without having... In the effects of microgravity, they're not dealing with that hot air rising away, bringing in mm-hmm. new air. It's really pooling up. And so that's why if you... there There are some cool videos of... Uh, more point flames and they really form a ball versus the style Mm -hmm. of flame that we're used to. Absolutely. There's not studying that sort of stuff down here really isn't practical.
1: (laughs) I mean, if you study it down here, even in a vacuum chamber, you're still have the effect of gravity on whatever fire Um, having the ability to actually study how fire acts in space without having to study its effects as a post-mortem on a, a disaster or a potential disaster, like what happened on Mir. Um, I mean, it's, it's very useful. It's, it's pragmatic to think about those things ahead of time and it's, uh, science is moving in the right direction by doing that kind of stuff. Absolutely. All right. So that uh, concludes, I believe, the news for the week. Anything? Anybody got uh, anything to add for news for this week?
0: The, I um, mean, this past week we've this week that we are just finishing
1: it? right now. We just went yeah. over uh, pretty much all of it. Um, yeah, we do you have
0: more? We have a lot of stuff upcoming, though, to look forward. Yes, to. there
1: is quite a bit upcoming. All right, uh, Derek, go ahead and lead us off since I don't have a list sitting in front of me of so, what's uh, coming up this week.
0: Now, first of all, we have the return of Dragon Capsule from CRS-21. So that's something good to look forward to. So we did... There was a little bit of speculation as far as where it's splashing down, if there was a delay, because uh, apparently the notice to airmen for multiple of those locations was uh, uh, withdrawn, and now it's looking like they're targeting uh, a Daytona landing. Um, And now... It is notable compared uh, with the last splashdown, with with, uh, Demo 2, there were a lot of boaters out around there. So I think uh, with potentially with this splashdown, but especially in the future when we actually get to the splashdown for Crew 1, there will be a lot more management as far as making making sure that that
1: doesn't happen. We don't want that to happen ever again. Absolutely. That was absolutely the. That was a travesty. It should never have occurred. And uh yeah,
0: because while
1: so we just don't want this to to occur.
0: <laughs> while in this specific capsule there is not crew, there is still valuable cargo being brought mm-hmm. back from the space station. That's one of the unique capabilities of the Dragon capsule is being able to bring stuff both to and back mm-hmm. from the space station. So. Uh, we're looking at, I believe it is a 9 p.m. splashdown, that's um, in Eastern Time, and off the coast of Daytona. And then we can look forward to uh, any uh, extremely time-sensitive gear potentially being uh, flown via helicopter back, and then uh, after that, it'll be brought back to the military port here out of uh, here by Cape Canaveral, and so it'll. We're most likely going to be looking at a daytime it'll be reaching here uh the next morning sometime so early the mid-morning most likely mid-morning so the best place <laughs> to catch an eye on that will probably be uh jetty park if you want Hopefully to get they're in open next... by the time they get in as so long as it is open by the time they arrive jetty park will have a great view as it turns in you're not going to be able to <laughs> just pull up alongside the port. Your two b- options are basically Jetty Park or Freddie Patrick boat ramp. That does have a small area. You're able to see it before it goes in, though. To see it the longest, definitely Jetty Park. I actually have a whole entire guide on how to view port stuff. So absolutely. So take a look at his it, What what's your name for that guide officially? Um, The port stocking guide. The port stocking guide. Absolutely. It's so just one of the links on my website. Definitely it's definitely worth taking a look at to figure out uh, exactly where you want to go for each of these uh, boat events, whether it is a booster return, whether it is the fairing return, whether it is a dragon capsule return.
1: Excellent. All right. So uh, also upcoming this week uh, on January 13th, we have launcher one, which is going to be happening out in uh, Mojave air and spaceport in California. And that is a, uh, Basically, it's a rocket being launched off of a 747, and it's going to uh, place, let me see what we got here, uh, 14 cubesats in order, uh, in orbit for NASA field centers, U.S. educational institutions, and some laboratories, and uh, the name of that project is called ELANA. And this is Ilana 20. Um, On January 16th, we do have an Electron launch uh, leaving from New Zealand. And that one's called Another One Leaves the Crust. And uh, they are going to be... I love it. (laughs) I love it. They they have some fantastic
0: names. It's one thing (laughs) that they are really special for by naming all their missions.
1: If you can't appreciate Rocket Lab just for their names alone. You just you have no taste.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> and now they're getting into reusability. You have to love them. You absolutely yes. have to love Rocket Lab.
1: Absolutely. I,
5: I bet they're naming individual boosters.
1: I, I'm I'm assuming they have. like
5: I'd be shocked if they don't considering how they name missions.
1: Oh they have to they have to. I bet they name parts. I name parts. <laughs> we're not getting any C 1051s or anything like that. They're getting we're probably getting real names. Oh, absolutely, too. All right. So um, that one is happening on January 16th, and we'll actually have some coverage of that. Uh, That's going to be happening, and it's a small communication satellite for OHB Group of Germany. Uh, January 17th, we do have a Starlink launch uh, scheduled for – launch uh, sorry lc-39a uh, uh another right 60 now, now we
0: we haven't had many of these launches so you might not know much about these satellites yeah uh, starlink it's been I a while, while since we've them. talked about this sort of satellite they're yeah. pretty rare what's up with the what's <laughs> up, up 100 with these started in orbit
1: what is starlink <laughs> <laughs> this is launch number 16 of uh, the version 1.0 satellites so obviously there are quite a few of these already up there that's uh, all we talked about i think in 2020 were there any other kind of launches i don't remember mm,
3: starlink took up, eight of up the most of those
1: yeah that was the majority they it they was a starlink or one, one of the point. crude
3: ones that's it <laughs>
1: <laughs> they really did suck the oxygen out of the 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 uh, atmosphere when it comes to stuff <laughs> happening in space like, hey
0: and it's they're gonna be doing a whole lot more of that this year we have so many launches to look forward yes yeah,
1: and it's a majority of spacex it's like i don't want to be that spacex fanboy and trust me i love spacex but i don't want to be that fanboy doing nothing but reporting about spacex but when they're the only ones doing anything <laughs> it's really hard yeah. to stay away from just talking about spacex SpaceX all the time
0: absolutely this could be a spacex show and we yeah what would change not much every once in a while a show would change
1: yeah but every uh, every now and again excellent 30 out of my 43
5: or 43 launches i've seen were falcons (laughs) yeah so we aren't gonna
4: (laughs) it's worth 13
1: non-falcons that's it
4: it's a reliable (laughs) rocket
1: it is a reliable rocket. I was talking to my mom about that today. I was like, you know, the last major incident that they had with a, a Falcon that was non intentional was in 2017. So they've got a, a pretty long record and a lot of launches under their belt since then. I, I told my mom, it, it, it's a horrible thing that I'm not excited about Falcon 9 launches anymore. <clears throat>
0: And even less so now, because we can't, without having remotes for Starlink launches, we're a little bit more limited as far as content and creativity there. But, your launches, and we cannot complain about the number of launches we are getting it is yeah amazing. we are
1: we are blessed with the riches of the space flight community here where we are just getting so many launches that it has become boring to some of us
0: absolutely
1: it's, it's just another it's just another falcon 9 I, oh there's people on that one okay that makes it a little interesting but only for the first like 4 minutes
0: now speaking <laughs> of starlinks there are starlinks on a different mission coming up that transporter 1
1: yeah, Transporter so, 1, which is uh, not technically next week, but it is just a couple days after, so we'll extend that out. We do have Transporter 1 coming up on the 21st, and that's coming out of Slick 40 over at uh, Cape Canaveral. Uh, that's going to be was scheduled for 924 Eastern. Now, and,
0: interestingly uh, – I'm sorry, I did not mean to interrupt – no, no, go right ahead. So this is going to be another polar launch. So mm-hmm. it, the last one of these we had was SAILCOM. And before that, we were looking back in late 60s, early 70s. I forget the exact date, but it is yeah. before that it was years. And so now we're getting polar launches. We're going to have yes. two Starlink satellites. It was just yesterday that I believe the FCC did their approval for a polar orbit of Starlink satellites so they they are throwing two of those on there and we are going to have the first booster landing in that southern corridor which is really exciting because of course SeoCom was a return to launch site and as much as we love those it's pretty cool that we have the drone ships heading down south and they're going to be landing They're going to be landing down there now.
1: Yeah, it's pretty exciting to see. I'm wondering when they're going to be buying any more drone ships. Like, they they need (laughs) more
5: drone ships, and they're going to- fall of gravitas might be somewhere.
1: I, I, and that's definitely going to be the name, too. I I can't wait. (laughs) It's
5: supposedly already in construction.
1: Yeah, he's been talking about it for years, but I haven't seen it yet. Elon's such a tease. He is. He's such a tease.
0: Yeah, Michael's saying, who's going to Miami? We were actually talking about that. Like, who wants to go to Miami, get a boat, see how close you can get with, of course, abiding by all their
5: exclusion areas
0: and everything um, just to see?
5: Because
0: it's not too far offshore,
5: to be quite honest. The issue with that is the exclusion zone is about 20 miles from the outside to the center. So it's not any closer than most land launches. So, like, it's almost (laughs) not worth it besides the fact that it's a
0: barge. Yeah, you're really not gonna be. If you do do that, you're really not gonna be close. You're not gonna have a great view. Yeah, the cost is probably worth it. If you get
5: within five miles, I would say it'd be worth it. But like,
0: (laughs) you're pretty limited as far as viewing it, even though it is much closer to land.
1: Absolutely. So that's uh, next week in space flight. All right. What's the next segment here? I have it written down. Well, uh, we did
0: have a. Some uh, DARPA satellites? That were oh, dropped? yeah. <laughs> That's uh, no fun. And I believe we have an article on that. I, I, were, I love the
1: name of the article uh, that they I read. That's were ran damaged. That Saradata.
0: Not great.
1: Uh, no, yeah, so, uh, absolutely no. They dropped two of their satellites here the Mandrake 1 and 2 satellites. And the article I'm referencing here is uh, by a, a website called Saradata. And the. The name of the article is "Oops, Butterfingers," uh, which I found hilarious. Um, They dropped two Mandrake satellites during processing on January fourth.
0: So it Um, looks like they're swapping in the uh, Starlinks to kind of take the place. That's that's kind of what makes that's happening now, which is really cool.
1: They had to get the the, the permission to actually put Starlinks in the polar orbit because yeah. that was planned for maybe another year down the line. So uh, this was kind of like moving up their time frame and they had to get uh, FCC clearance for that.
0: And that's really good because most of them with their low Earth orbit, they have an upper range because they, they but admittedly, they are uh, closer together in the more northern and southern areas. They have a dead zone over. Uh, over the poles yeah so this is gonna start to provide some more service to uh some
1: otherwise unreachable areas excellent and and i'm super excited about the fact that the poles are involved uh, having been to the north pole i know how difficult it is to to even get like an iridium call up there like you you have to schedule it ahead of time uh, so you have to tell them, hey, we're going to be at this point on this date, and we need a satellite, and they kind of like give you a range of options. So it, it's it, especially when you get all the way up at the North Pole, and we were making trying to make phone calls home for you know thirty bucks a minute. <laughs> yes, get Harry Starlink.
0: I think we all want Starlink for some remote access, but uh, some of Absolutely. us have greater greater uses than others. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. I'll tell you okay. this, it'd be great, 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 great for live streams. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's true. It's good stuff. All right. What do we got up, man? Uh, picks of the week. Anybody got picks of the week they want to share? Nobody <laughs> crickets. Uh,
0: if, uh, well, I mean, y'all we... have seen my, my video, my photos. I mean, I was
1: <clears>
3: I Got was anything really outside of space flight that you
1: took you'd like to share.
3: I mean, if anybody's been following any of us on Twitter or the page, they've pretty much seen the pictures. I know we, we could talk about Star or uh, Starship. Absolutely, let's talk yeah. about
1: Starship. It was supposed to be uh, doing a, a, a hop this weekend, yeah.
3: It was supposed to. Yeah, so really to be supposed
1: this weekend. to.
5: It was, there was no tams, or yeah, no tams, or road closures, whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we've been. Uh, it it's been doing what Starship does, though, and it's been mm-hmm. delaying, but. Yep it it's been it's still been moving at such a rapid pace and so uh i think we can all look forward to that when it actually launches and once we really get this once we really get boca into the regular cycle of launches that will be absolutely amazing uh we've got a static fire tomorrow as we're looking forward to the actual flight so it's looking it's looking like it's moving in now interestingly Elon Musk on Twitter was talking a little bit about some of the restaurants in that area mm-hmm. um there were there were some uh, shots <clears throat> going around aerial shots of I believe it was Starship Mark II's wings that were uh yes they, this is a view from S Padre and uh there were some aerial views of the restaurant and the reuse the reuse of the wings as a sort of cover. And he's been talking for a while about a restaurant on top. And he was jokingly asked about, or he was asked like how people would access it. And he jokingly said uh, <laughs> with a, uh, I believe, a catapult and <laughs> a parachute, so that the they would be launched up and land <laughs> on the roof. And then Sounds of course street. he was like elevator, but uh, I think that'd be interesting i i now I said I, I think it'd be pretty cool <clears> if they <throat> had a miniature starship just for the purpose of flying you up onto the roof there to get to the restaurant man, that, that's man. what you star hopper for eight thousand dollar steak hey if if they charge enough, they could make it work. Hey, at the very least they could get an elevator designed. to look like like a starship Starship. yeah they they could could, they could make an experience out of getting to that restaurant and i would really look forward to it and he did say because people were asking if it was going to be limited to spacex employees and guests and he did say that they're looking to actually genuinely open it to the public to have access which is would be an absolutely amazing experience to be able to go there and see their facility from that close once coronavirus is over and they can actually open it up again
5: Bars, rockets, restaurants. What is what? Yeah, does Elon not have his hands in
3: exactly? He's the richest man in the world right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like might as well flaunt it, right?
0: If they have the elevator powered by a velociraptor engine, that would be so cool,
1: (laughs) so wasteful,
0: so wasteful, so wasteful. (laughs) It
1: would be the fastest elevator ride of your life. Done.
0: The most dangerous elevator ride of your lifetime. I, t- like, I
1: wonder how
5: many cold
0: gas thrusters it would take to do that.
5: Because like cold gas thrusters aren't that ridiculous of a thing to mount on the <laughs> side of an elevator. Now that
0: would that would be a little bit more realistic. but Needs some big emergency brakes. But if they had
5: an open frame, cold gas thrusters on the side, not impossible. I feel like they might
0: have problems landing on the building, and they might no, no, have no, no. problems. What would rail. happen if you're it's like an elevator a steak. on rails,
5: powered by the <laughs> cold gas thrusters?
0: Yeah, you're eating a you're eating your meal, and then just all of a sudden, <gasps> the elevator lands next to you from those cold gas thrusters. Everything, you know that, everything, um,
5: like everything's got a raptor engine, you know, like the gyro meat, like some types of meat, how they, they cook them with spinning and they have like a flame. What if the flame came from a raptor?
4: <laughs> That's what I was saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah would it,
1: that would be like that one, one right episode right of Mom, The
5: Mandalorian. <laughs>
4: how you charge yeah. charge char everything
1: <laughs> that would be awesome So, uh... but now we did miss something on the, the week coming up uh so i'm just reading through the nasa website and they have planned the green hot fire for the 17th or as early as the 17th yes and there that's is. a stennis correct yeah that's a stennis
0: yeah so we do have that to look forward to that's really good because also what happened this week is they have been stacking the boosters. So the clock is now ticking for the flight of Artemis one. They have, uh, I believe part. What was that? That I think it? it's, I think it's year, 15 think. months, right?
1: Yeah. 15 yeah. months from when they stack the first booster together.
0: <clears throat> yeah. So we really, it's, it's coming and they appear to be confident to be able to meet that deadline. So it's, uh, it's happening. We can look forward to SLS. It's, so i'm
1: looking forward to it i think rocket, the, not the bad. coming administration with the biden administration taking over i think they are going to put the brakes on human flight and possibly push that back to like 2026 uh i know that with uh, the current administration's uh plan that a lot of people uh, especially in the higher ups were thinking that it was maybe a little too fast for their liking Um, there wasn't there was ample time for testing but not for the amount of testing they really want to do with a human spaceflight mission going to the moon so they were thinking you know 2024 might be a bit early but 2026 2028 is actually a great period to get the amount of testing they want Mm -hmm. to get in before they do send humans to the moon
0: and I, I hate to be the negative guy here, but uh, the longer it pushes back, the less useful it will be. Very and true. The less so useful, and the less
1: likely to happen.
0: Yeah. So I really hope that this pace continues and picks up, and we can really get to crude space flight on. Artemis getting us back to the moon now now because... i will
1: say what what i was talking about was the actual boots on the moon portion putting a person on yeah. the moon in 2024 probably not going to happen under the biden administration they really do want to put the brakes on that and allow more time for further data gathering and those kinds of things um e- they like to proceed with caution. That's kind of a NASA thing anyway, yep. so... Th- that's they they what have to be do.
0: safe about it. That is absolutely essential. If they want to be
5: really cautious, they could send the capsule up with SLS and then just send Dragon up to meet the capsule up there. <laughs> they could do that. And absolutely. then just transfer people. Oh. Although I'm not sure if they can get EVA suits in a way that like can transfer easily with... Although well, they could dock, theoretically, I think. Because, yeah. Because they're both designed to stock to
1: Lunar Gateway, so... They should be um, able to to yeah. send up a docking adapter, and yeah they, w- they would need a spare docking adapter to go up that's with the, with the dragon'
4: just have, that's all yeah, put that's in the all truck. Ass, do all the heavy work and <laughs> um,
5: or without an escape tower they might be able to directly mount the docking adapter on top pretty much <clears throat> that's
1: a true story
0: well either way, as starship becomes more and more developed uh it's really i it's gonna be great to have competition in space flight mm-hmm. but it would it'd be really unfortunate for the billions and billions of dollars to be it
1: wasted. better
5: fly at least once. It.
1: And, and, and I think, yes, I agree with you, but I can also see it from a perspective of starship is not a national asset. Starship Absolutely. belongs to a corporation. Yeah. There is a need to have a national nationally owned, nationally produced, nationally operated, Cislunar space system That that absolutely has to There has to be something there And saying well Artemis Has taken so long and Orion has taken So long to develop We have put a whole lot of money into it And we're going to continue to do so But we are so close to the finish line With Orion and the SLS program And getting us to where it's actually Operational that Pulling the plug and saying well we're not going to use That now there's these other corporations we could just buy it from yes from an economic standpoint that's a great Mm. thing but from a national morale standpoint there does have to be that that national asset that is capable of doing those things as well absolutely
0: i'm definitely in favor of sls happening in tandem and in cooperation with i mean if uh the lunar starship becomes the lander and like that that'll be great that will be absolutely fantastic Mm -hmm. um i just really don't want to I don't
5: want too many delays. I really <laughs> I never want to think, keep up this pace.
1: Yeah, I think are going to
5: a lot of SLSs, but I feel like it's going to be at least a, one every year, maybe one every other
1: year. And and that's okay because there is access to space without the SLS. Yeah.
5: Oh, it would be complete overkill if we send astronauts like the ISS with that.
1: <laughs> no, no, that, that, that never is not what it's never going to happen. It's
5: not meant not. for
0: it. Uh, but once we... Getting yeah. to the moon. Frequent uh, launches. I'm looking forward to that a ton.
1: Getting to the moon, getting the lunar gateway actually constructed, building the lunar yes. gateway. Because it's it's that's going to be a years long project that's that's going to take a lot of time because it's gonna go up in, you know, four or five large chunks, if not more. And that depends on what heavy launches are available.
3: Now I will say I'm gonna cut in here real quick just looking at this background here right now, I don't know about anybody here or anybody who's watching, but I can't wait for starship to actually get going and, and doing what it's doing. Like my goal for this year (laughs) is to get over to Texas to see a starship launch, um, gonna be very difficult you know feat to accomplish but eventually i would like to because if you see anybody's pictures who take pictures of especially at sunrise or sunset those are the most phenomenal pictures you'll ever see absolutely fantastic it's happening so
0: close like you are of course kept back there's like the hard checkpoints the soft checkpoints everything so you're kept back a decent distance for the launches themselves when it's not launching it's right there yeah like you are so close to it they quite literally drive starship down the road like yeah it's
1: that thing is just it's a beautiful much you can
0: see and the fact that spacex (laughs) they're making this new rocket out in the open is amazing
1: that that makes me super happy
3: now, now we get access here to where we get do remotes and we get to be right up next to it or we're on base and we have it coming down the road and we get a pull off to the side of the road and it's literally driving right next to you. Yeah, we have that, but not not anything like this. Starship, it's a completely different animal.
1: Not yet. They do want to launch this from, from Cape Canaveral as
3: well. They do because they're still building the mount uh, mount. From what I understand, Mount uh, construction hasn't really been happening with the mount. But anytime we go over to 39A, we we still see that the mount or the flame trench is still there. So
1: they they totally want to replace Falcon 9 with this guy. I mean, for real, it's I don't
4: think it's really designed for satellites payload. But they well
1: they can oh, launch so. 240 Starlink satellites on one of these.
4: Well, yeah, yeah they could, but.
1: The, and that's their plan. They want to do that. They want to launch 200 plus Starling satellites at a time using this rocket so they can prove the re- reusability of this rocket.
3: I don't think they'll completely get rid of Falcon 9 because Falcon 9 can do other things too. Falcon 9 can do other fields. things,
1: but if there's not a market for it, they are going to have the market for the larger things, putting uh, pieces of the lunar gateway up and doing, you know, cislunar stuff.
3: Yeah, I mean, if you yeah. look at ULA trying to phase out, you know, the the um, the um, Vulcan going to be replacing Atlas and the the Delta Heavy. You yeah. know what I mean? We've already um, here was it last year or the year before we saw the last launch of the Delta Medium. You know that didn't get launched anymore. You know what I mean? So that's completely phased out. So ULA they just have the Atlas and they have the Heavy, which. Will be replaced by Vulcan once Vulcan starts getting gone. You know, I think SpaceX has found more or less wanting to do the same thing, where they want to get rid of Falcon 9, they want to get rid of Falcon Heavy, and just focus on just having Starship.
1: Absolutely, and and, and that's from an economical. St- standpoint for them, that reduces the amount of, of actual production space they have to use because the, you know there's a lot of production space that has to go into making the stuff just for the Falcon 9 and those Merlin engines and everything. When they don't have to make that anymore, they can replace all that production area with production area for either Starship or for new things, the next thing down the line, whatever's going to replace Starship yeah. in 10, 20 it,
0: years. It is worth noting that it will be a while until we start really seeing too much more with uh, Starship here because it th- once they got over that initial race to build the mockups, it really seems like it's it's all happening there and we can look forward to basically a completed version of the rocket eventually working. Yeah, we're be. not going to see any of that it's,
1: iterative uh, of that yeah. repetitive iterative uh, advancement here. We're going to see the finished product once they've worked out most of the kinks over in Texas. Now there's always going to be kinks to work out, but they are going to we, we saw out
0: that most. with Falcon 9 earlier this year with yeah. the the process uh, of the issues they had with the engine there. It's they're still making changes as they have to and they're addressing safety Um, even though they are now sort of locked down with the block five for the the crude rating they Mm -hmm. they still are making those adjustments as they need to.
1: Absolutely. And and they were allowed to make those adjustments as they need to. I mean, that you saw with the lacquer issue, NASA worked hand in hand with them to solve that issue and to make yeah. sure that uh, their rockets were going to be safe for the humans. And I, I think that's what NASA's job should be, not so much putting things into space. And that's always going to be their job is putting things into space, but not like for commercial purposes. They need to be putting things mm-hmm. into space when it comes to exploration and research. Right. Now- not like what the shuttle was doing oh we're going to put up communication satellites for all these different companies that's that's a bit much but you know now we're in a point where the commercial the market is there to do it so NASA doesn't have to NASA can focus on its original
3: right. uh, mandate and and with anything with spaceflight too whether it's you're covering it like we do or you're you know customer payload or you're building it you got to have you got to be flexible flexibility is key if you are having anything to do with space? You have to have flexibility because if you don't have flexibility, you're just not going to. I mean, how many times have we seen where there was a, where there was a date and that date never gets met? Either it's pushback because oh, of weather or hardware constant. issues or weather. Exactly. So you and have to have flexibility. All the time. Exactly. And
1: and you see with SpaceX that companies that are willing to be flexible mm-hmm. are reaping the benefits from that because they're getting discounts because of their flexibility, especially yeah. when it comes to oh, uh, what was the company that, that launched a million satellites with SpaceX when they were first starting with the Falcon 9. Uh, I can't even remember. it's It was so long ago, and we've had so many satellites since then. But it was the same company, and you kept hearing the same names for satellites over and over, and it was like, okay, they're launching for this company, this one company, a whole lot, but that company was putting a whole lot of their wealth on the line, proving to SpaceX. And SpaceX paid them back for that when when they when they said, hey, you want a discount and you can launch on the third launch of this rocket over here. And it's the first time we're ever going to launch a rocket the third time. You you want this discount? And the company's like, yeah, we'll take that discount and we'll put two satellites on it, not just one this time. Same well, thing I'm, with yeah. reusability
0: when that started and re like. Being able to work with the reused rockets is saving everyone money. Yeah. And that's absolutely. fantastic.
3: They, they were a game changer. They came in, they started doing the reusability, and all of a sudden, remember, all the launch providers were like, you know what? We, we kind of see what's going on here. You know what I mean? So now Rocket Labs talking about one reusability. You know, even even over in Aaron's space, they're wanting to talk about, you know, starting to get some reusability going on. How about you you
1: yeah, Rocket Lab.
0: Rocky Lab already R-O-P-D-O. had their first recovered booster, and so uh, this yeah. upcoming mission, notably, they are not recovering the booster, yep. but they are working towards that, which is amazing. They're, uh, the first one, of course, they had the parachute splash down into water, and we got some mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> awesome photos pictures. from that. And but once they actually are catching these things, that'll be another <clears throat> great. Uh, moment in bringing down the cost of spaceflight. Right. Because Absolutely. they're already a small <clears throat> launcher. And so being able to reuse that vehicle, and then we've seen it now with their own satellite integrated into uh, their second <clears throat> stage by literally making that, reducing the redundancy there by having flexibility to work. The companies that are having flexibility to work with them to use their communications and thrusters and all that, that'll save money. That'll make it just a more worthwhile and usable vehicle.
1: Absolutely. And and we're even seeing countries... Turning around to reusability too with Arian Space, that's not just Arian Space. Arian Space is part of the EU's ESA. So, as the official launch provider for ESA, that's not just a company looking into reusability. That is a group of countries looking into really funding reusability and then you have like the indian space research organization just came out with their decadal this last week and they said hey we need to focus on reusability and amongst other things obviously but that's one of their major focuses is developing their own uh, nationally owned reusable rockets and uh, seeing what they've done in the past they i guarantee within the next year or two they will have a fully reusable rocket because they they are very quick with their with their development process and with actually building rockets. Uh, uh, just look at the history of like the PSLV and, and their uh, uh, current fleet of rockets. They they those were developed very rapidly. And yes, there were some accidents along the way, but that was part of their iterative process. And you know, no one died during it. But they're going to do the same thing and develop this this a, a new reusable rocket. And it just goes to show that's where the future is future is going to be reusability not using as many rockets reducing the amount of crap that we put into space and space junk that's a, a major thing that, that not only uh NASA and and, and other Major organizations are look, looking at, but you're also seeing like the National Space Council recently said the reduction of space junk is needs to be our number one priority. And I'm really hoping if Space Force survives what's coming up in the next few weeks, that that they make that their prime one of their primary forces uh, focuses not just working on defense in space, but also defending space by cleaning it and working on the research that it takes to to remove things from orbit in a clean and safe manner and, and clean up our space so that we don't have the potential of a Kistler's cascade event in the future. And that's yeah.
0: even more important with all the satellites and the, especially these web webs of satellites when we're putting constellations, so constellations yeah, putting up there so it, many
1: satellites especially it, spacex and, and and amazon has their thing they're going to be doing and, and all these other companies want to put thousands of satellites how do we do that without creating junk beside the satellite
0: exactly a lot of planning reuse and finding a way to actually deal with what is being we would actually deal with the problems
1: yes and, and spacex i think has kind of led the way because they designed their 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 whole system around these satellites will automatically deorbit themselves and they did focus in in you know they focused early on on how do we deorbit these how do we deorbit them safely what are the different deorbit modes let's practice with each of these deorbit modes especially with their version point uh, nine uh, satellites that's what they did yeah. is they deorbited all of them in different manners so they could practice all the different modes of deorbiting even if they can't control the satellite it will automatically come out of the sky within a, a certain number of years
3: hmm. awesome yeah, that's good stuff.
1: Awesome. All right. So now, uh, I, I'm do we just have any seeing, this week in space? Oh, what's I'm up? I'm just
0: seeing on Twitter, Departure that Dragon Recovery Ship Ghost Searcher is outbound from Port Canaveral for the CRS-21 splashdown tomorrow. All right. Excellent. So, so that is from uh, Gavin, uh, the handle SpaceX fleet. He's always updating. The... Yeah,
1: he, he takes care of fleet <laughs> services. We yeah. love him.
0: So uh, go go check out and give his page a follow because it is constantly giving us vital information.
1: Oh yeah. He, he he delivers a lot of vital information and you get some of the funny, like in jokes that SpaceX also puts out there. Like, you know, sometimes they'll be like, Oh, this one's destination is home. And this one's destination is like radio shack or something like that. They put like weird in jokes in their actual data that they put out, which is really kind of fun and cute. So Nope. All, All right. right. Do we, we have a this go. week in space this week, uh, Mr. Shaw? We do. Excellent. It's your turn, my brother.
2: <laughs> All right. Yeah. So firstly, um, the first thing I got, there was a couple of pretty interesting things I found. Um, the first one's not exactly space related. It's the 26th uh, flight of the X-1B. Um, but that was one of Neil Armstrong's first flights. So I thought I'd add it in. That was in 1958. So a long time ago. Um, The second thing I have is actually uh, the day before January sixteenth, 1958, it was when the first contract for the Centaur was signed, right? So uh, the company was awarded $7 million to design the upper stage for the Atlas and they had one year to do it. Um, As you guys can probably guess, they were pretty successful since they're still using it today. Um, Moving on, 20 years later, January 16th, 1978, the very first class of astronauts to include females came out, right? So, if you don't know, the first six female astronauts Anna Fisher, Shannon Lucid, Judith Resnick, Sally Ride, Rhea Seddon, Catherine Sullivan. All six would go on to fly. Uh, of course, Sally Ride was the first five years after the astronaut class came out in uh, 1983. And what we had back then, the space shuttle. And some of you guys might be like, Space shuttle. We only use rockets. So behind me here is the space shuttle. That's how we used to get back to and All from space. All those young kids on. are
1: like wondering, "What the heck is that <laughs> uh-huh. thing behind here? Like,
2: what did we use back then? Is that SpaceX? <laughs> what? Right, uh, airplane? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then we're gonna come way up into the 2000s, right? On yesterday, January 9th, 2014, the very first Antares rocket Cygnus spacecraft launched for the first time to deliver cargo to the ISS. Um, They had eight missions planned back then. They've all been successful since. They're still using those today. The next launch has actually just got scheduled for February 20th up in Wallops. If you have never been there, it's amazing. Um, Also later that year, uh, on January 14th, 2014, President Bush proposed the new space program. Um, you guys, we were talking about the SLS earlier. That was proposed January 14th, 2014. So it's, you know, six years later, we're, we're getting there. We're moving along. Um, <laughs> Slowly but surely. <laughs> you know, it's going to happen. Um and then January fifteenth, two thousand sixteen, the NASA spacecraft Stardust returned safely to Earth near Salt Lake City, Utah, carrying the very first sample ever from a comet. That's
0: um,
2: this was actually something I didn't I didn't even remember this back then. Um, to me, I found it interesting. Like they landed near Salt Lake City, you know, we uh, Boeing's landed in you know the middle of the desert out in New Mexico, and you know Salt Lake City and the surrounding areas. I always thought it was you know fairly populated.
1: Um, Surrounded by desert, my man.
2: Yeah, is it okay? (laughs) Yeah, I'm. You know, I do Florida stuff, so I don't
1: know. Like Utah is pretty much like desert and mountains and weird stuff out there. So. Great skiing.
2: Yeah, I went skiing once there. That's that's all. It was a big city to me. I don't know. Yeah. So also, when I was doing some research, I was looking at some animal stuff as well. I was trying to find some cool, you know, because I know there's lots of interesting animal flights. I got nothing this week, but there are some animals coming up. But I did learn just a fun fact for space history. 32 monkeys have been launched to space to date.
4: Excellent. That's a lot of monkeying around. That really
1: <laughs>
4: it really is. It really is. I had to do it, sir.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that, that just broke all the tension. <laughs> 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 Our producer <laughs> just walked away. <laughs> if, if My lens is too wide. I couldn't do that trick if I wanted to oh man you can act zach, like you're going
4: downstairs
1: zach since we missed you last week do you have any of of your work that you were able to share with us at all or do we need to wait until next week to do that? um let's
2: wait till next week i don't have anything ready to pull up right, I will, yeah to... put me on the spot
1: i will, i'm sorry about that my man i just wanted That's to make sorry. sure that that we can uh show everybody's it. pretty shiny things off i appreciate I, it my, my pretty I, shiny i do have a holding
0: pre- screen real quick Yeah. <laughs> no.
3: Yes, it's great. They hear us on the screen now. (laughs) nice, nice blue water. Water. Greenish, Greenish. all right. And just like you guys are seeing right now, uh, we do have a phone number if you guys ever, you know ever have any questions your your kids have any questions that they they want to ask uh feel free to call the number leave us a voicemail more than happy to uh, cover it on the show uh again we're just we're still trying to find our legs so you know future shows obviously are going to be a whole lot more awesome and we're going to try to do you know everything that we can to to keep you guys entertained and and bring the very best in spaceflight uh news and entertainment for you guys so again the numbers on the screen now if you want to give that a call leave us a voicemail we'll be sure to answer that on live on the air for you
1: absolutely and uh unless we have anything from anyone else i think that makes a a pretty good show there i did the math uh booster return should be around two or three tomorrow in the afternoon two or three in the afternoon tomorrow we're looking forward to the pictures and we were definitely going to highlight those next week on the rocket buzz with next horizon spaceflight